Blog Talk Radio. Food waste is one of the most easily solvable problems, literally the low-hanging fruit of environmentalism. Pardon the pun, it's my job. About 20% of all produce never makes it off the farm. It's because they just look a little funny, a little weird, but when you cut into it, it's perfectly good food. It's just a total shame. It's totally good stuff. We buy ugly produce directly from farms that often would go to waste because supermarkets won't buy it because of how it looks, and we deliver it to people's doors. This isn't that ugly at all. Like, that's the most common first box, like, complaint we get. We change that. We educate people. We show them how amazing these fruits and vegetables are. To have food delivered to your house. Box of produce every week. And it's more affordable. At a very reasonable price. Cheaper than the grocery store. I spend a lot less time in grocery stores. It's an adventure every time that you open your box. High quality produce. There's nothing wrong with the produce. And they taste exactly the same. It's not better. Save those fruits and vegetables that get wasted every year. And it's delivered to your door, like, but what you why wouldn't you do? Why wouldn't you do? Please go to our website, freedomizerradio.live, and sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Use our promo code and get money off your first order. Go ahead and get some organic and all-natural meats, dairy, snacks, breads, and non-GMO produce. Earthing, also known as grounding, is the act of touching our body's skin directly to the earth, just like our ancestors did as they slept, sat, and walked on the ground nearly every day of their lives. This simple connection allows Earth's natural negative electrons to enter the human body, pacifying dangerous free radicals, which, if left unchecked, can cause severe damage to cells that can lead to many chronic diseases. Ground Therapy's patented process and suite of products were designed for you to experience all the benefits of grounding in your busy and modern lifestyle and you'll experience the benefits of grounding within the safety and comfort of your home or office throughout the entire day, just as if you were touching the earth itself. The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided. Freaks, outsiders, weirdos, the wallflowers, oddball loser, fish out of water, speak up, talk quieter. We are different. There's no arguing. It's a fact. A patchwork of flaws, we grow and adapt. We're funky, unconventional, see life through kaleidoscope eyes. In a field full of clovers, with our four leaves, we bask in blue skies. Flaws are natural. Our imperfections, our weaknesses, our scars. There is a misfit in all of us. We just have to be brave enough to embrace who we are. Hello, everyone. I want to introduce you to our friends at Marty.com. At Marty, you can stock up on all your pantry items and other household items for way, way cheaper 
than traditional grocery stores. I like that most of the items are organic. Also, I really dig their one-cent deal of the day. It changes every single day. I recently snagged a 10-ounce bag of dog treats for Chewbacca for a penny. Normally, they sell on their site for $7.99. With the upcoming food shortages, this is my favorite place to stock up on canned goods. If you live in the mountain or Pacific time zones, you need to get with Marty.com. M-A-R-T-I-E.com. Look for our link on our FreedomizerRadio.com website and get a $10 free just because I told you to go there. Marty.com. Great deals, good feels. Hello, world. This is Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to promoting the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle, um, as well as providing information, tips, tricks, and whatnot into delving into this lifestyle should you choose. Um, you can find us on barefootislegal.org. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Instagram is actually real Barefoot is Legal for many reasons. And we have TikTok is Barefoot is Legal too. Um, everything else is just Barefoot is Legal. Um, there, I am your host, Audrey, with my co-host, Miss Phoenix. Say hello, Phoenix. Hello, folks. Let's pretend we're on the radio. Where's your radio DJ voice? No, I don't know. I'm being silly today. Sorry, folks. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that even came from. But, yeah, so we are here just to kind of dive into it and talk about our experiences and share experiences and tips and tricks and whatnot, and all that as well as let you know that there are no – I got my ring stuck in my hair. There we go. <laughs> There are no laws or health codes in any of the any of the states for barefooting in public. It is completely illegal and it is safe to do. Um, we are. There are also no laws on against driving barefoot. Um, again, also safe and legal to do. Yeah. Uh, we've been many places. Uh, you know barefoot to pr- and have proven there are no laws, there are no health codes. Um, on the website, you can find um, different, like, printouts to show from different either companies or states and counties and different things, different places that show there are no laws against it. Um, it is actually a protected right um, as it is a valid accommodation for me- multiple medical health physical and mental health reasons, uh, as well as spiritual reasons. Um, and as soon as a company tries to force you to tell you what those reasons are, they're violating HIPAA. So you, if you choose not to share because of your own privacy or, you know, just whatnot, whatever your reason may be, you don't have to share it because you don't want to. It is valid. They still cannot discriminate you against you simply for being barefoot in their business. And you also have the right to privacy. Exactly. is protected for cultural reasons, religious and spiritual reasons, and mental health and physical health reasons, like Audrey already mentioned. 
Um, but so this is a protected right. You are not doing anything wrong. You have the right to your privacy under the HIPAA. You also have your right to barefoot in public for these reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, there are yeah. no laws or health codes against barefooting in public spaces or driving barefoot. Right, and you do not have to explain yourself to anybody. Exactly. You have that right to privacy and your own right to be doing this. And you don't have to explain why and how you're exercising your right. Exactly. So just know that when you go out like that, if somebody you come against pushback, they're the ones in the wrong. Yes. Those who would try to discriminate against you or um, try to force you into shoes, they're the ones that are in the wrong. And just be confident in that knowledge. Um, And like I always say, if you don't believe me, look it up. Look it up. You know, we're here. We're not here to spread lies. We're here to spread information, not misinformation. So We're here to spread the truth about barefooting. Exactly. And the freeing aspect in it, it, it's been very liberating, liberating, eye-opening, health chakra aligning, even, you know, so it's All those dimensions of self, like, it really helps and helps come together and align, even from my own experiences, Mm -hmm. mental, physical, emotional, exactly, um, spiritual, you know, even just energetic, you know, there is so many different facets of our existence and our energy and in different forms. And, you know, they all make up such a crucial part of us. And barefooting mm-hmm. definitely plays a crucial role in stabilizing and grounding and aligning mm-hmm. all of those different energies. And not just mentally, you know, our own self. not just being to the metaphysical side of the whole aligning, but physically yeah. for me with my fibromyalgia and my wonky knee problems, like it has it physically aligns my body it does, yeah. so that, it, you know, when my feet are moving mm. the way they're supposed to, then my knees move the way they're supposed to, and then my lower back moves the way it's supposed to, and on all the way up, you know. So mm. it's not just a mental health or a metaphysical aspect thing. It is also a physical mm-hmm. aspect. Yeah, and for sure. To there's no for me there's no denying it because yeah. I've been living it for so long, and anytime <laughs> anytime I have to put shoes on like for work because I do have to wear shoes at work unfortunately we're working on that, but um, it I am in so much more pain when I get out of work than if I than spending a week barefoot, you know just a few yeah. hours in shoes causes so much more pain. Mm-hmm. than anything like this whole week I've been able to go uh, barefoot because I've been out of work or off of work I should say I'm not out of work I'm off of work yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's difference but you're thinking you're out of class yeah 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 being a teacher but it's re- been able I've been able to I'm not that's the one thing I'm not looking forward to going back to work I love my job I love my students and families and whatnot but the one thing I'm not looking forward to is having to put shoes back on and that is a little bit sad, but I I, I've been able to kind of realign everything and I'm back to where I'm like, oh, everything feels so much better. And yeah, and even chiropractically speaking, Mm. from my own experiences, it helps align. Yeah. And even being very mindful about engaging with your, um, like, feet with stretching Mm -hmm. and um, especially barefoot stretching. I I don't think there's really any way of stretching with shoes on. Um, uh, honestly, no. I think from my own experiences in the past, like when I was in like, I was in like 
um, middle school when I, I did like cross country or something. I was not very good at it. I had a lot of problems <laughs> and that led to me learning about more problems that I already had with my knee. Right, like, right, right. Body and then, you know, it, whatever. So, um, and honestly, I miss it. I miss that, you know, being able to run as bad as it wasn't as much as my body was affected by even in middle school because of, you know, um, chronic health issues and stuff that I wasn't aware of at the time mm-hmm. um, with like, you know, the arthritis, osteoarthritis, arthritis, and fibromyalgia, like stuff. Um, even looking back at like times like that with stretching with shoes on, how I feel like there were times where it was probably hurting me more. Mm-hmm. And well, because you're trying to stretch something. It's like, like if even, you stretch your rubber yeah. band, but before you stretch it, pinch the ends, the one end together, and then try to stretch it. It's not going to stretch as far. Yeah. But if you release that and just pull on both loops, you're going to stretch it further because if your feet are squished in a shoe, you can't, when you stretch your, your feet muscles, like watch. Well, I know you can't see this here, but like you see, they automatically kind of do their thing. But yeah. if they're squished in a shoe, they can't do that. And then yeah. just, just squeeze. If you take your foot friends and just squeeze right below your big toe and right below your pinky toe, squeeze that and try to lean forward. Like if you're sitting on the floor with your feet stretched out. You'll feel it in your calf. You'll feel the difference in your calf and in your and in your hamstrings. Yeah. Because it's just that alone is will keep you from stretching yeah. properly. It is unreal what just yeah. releasing the dowels will do. Yeah, yeah. and I love you being able to um, explain something that I've been thinking on and like realizing lately mm-hmm. in ways that I couldn't even explain. Right. Because I was like, I feel like there's something there, and like mm-hmm. you know, you need to explain mm-hmm. that to me and others. Um. So. Yeah, no, I I definitely don't think that it's useful to be stretching in shoes, honestly. Not like, working out, honestly, in shoes at all. Um, I understand maybe in certain situations with your comfort level, safety, uh-huh. like whatever. That's the thing, though. Um, but also if you're lifting your weight and you drop uh-huh. a weight on your foot, whether you got a shoe or not, it's yeah. going to tear your foot up. So Yeah, and I have seen actually a lot of um, women that I've like, just seen, like, throughout my For You page rant, mm-hmm. like, randomly throughout this year um, who are, um, like, bodybuilders or work or just work out really into, um, I guess, one of their, you know, hobbies into or fitness. passions. Yeah. yeah, into fitness. That's a good way of wording it. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, uh, now there's a, a couple of them that, you know, come with my 40 page and because they're barefoot and they're doing it barefoot and, mm-hmm. you know, they have, and I've seen, you know, some in the caption time, you know, explaining because, you know, people always want to come in with some controversy over that, you know, explaining mm-hmm. that they have more control over their body and engaging yeah. their muscles better. Yes. They're working out their muscles better and also, you know, they're not misworking out anything. Exactly. You know? and, because your body, you will, you but will acclimate also, or um, accommodate. Yeah. Your body will accommodate its motions. If your feet are squished in a shoe, it'll accommodate. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's. Good for you. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's maladaptive. There it is. Maladaptive. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I was like, oh, I want to move this way, but I can't, so I'll do it this way, and it'll look like you're getting stronger, but really, and, it's not in the way. And they, all, and any of them that I've seen have, like, you know, really addressed it, you know, they were, they were always, um, you know, advising people to start with smaller weights, get comfortable with weights yeah, before you do, you do it barefoot. And mm-hmm. if you're, and you know what I mean? Like, because, and just having that awareness, but also, you know, advocating for it in their own ways and advocating for themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think, you know, there's definitely a lot uh, there that's, you know, valid. Um, but 
even if you're someone that has been hopping to wear shoes a lot more, make sure that you're taking that time to stretch your feet, especially mm-hmm. doing it barefoot, you know, take the shoes off um, for sure. Because um, definitely your feet can become cramped. You know, I've mm-hmm. had to yeah. wear shoes more this time of year for my own reasons. I believe me, I do not like it. I mean, I like the shoes I um, I have, they're the cutest boots ever, so it's like a dopamine rush every time I look at them. Um, they're very sensory friendly, and um, just personally with the way that they are, I feel like um, they're accommodating to my issues more, and that's why, mm-hmm. like, for me, I do look at shoes as a tool for a very tool. specific reason, yeah. but because of that, like, I can be very particular about shoes, and since I ordered them online, I, I didn't get to try them on. I was very, like, yikes yeah. about it, but... Um, actually i i do actually for having to wear shoes i enjoy them i think that they're great for my needs but they still create problems for right. me because i'm wearing shoes exactly you know and so i think that um it because i i think that there we like i think there's definitely a lot of you know do hating this which is totally valid but you know, in terms of needing them as a tool, there's, I definitely think, a lot of thought that has to go into that. And yeah. I've even been thinking about that as having to wear them, you know, more for myself, you know, as somebody who would prefer to be barefoot and and, and all the sensory reasons of why I would have to be barefoot. There's a lot of sensory things you have to keep in mind when wearing shoes. And I even yeah. think about, you know, ADHD, other ADHD people for sensory reasons that may have to wear shoes sometimes, the sensory frustrations with shoes. And, I just, I wish that, and I think that a lot of barefooters, you know, we wouldn't have this disdain for shoes so much because in a weird way, like, they made me like shoes, I guess. Like, not actually like that, but you know what I mean? Like, as a, you know, for the, when I have to use that. Lying hormone. (laughs) No, believe me, I don't, um, you know, I would still rather be barefoot, but for it being cold and having to, um, I think that a lot of barefooters, we wouldn't have this disdain, especially strong disdain that I, I have even experienced, you know, even myself, if shoes were made for people's feet, yeah. if they were a useful, if they were yeah. accommodating more to sensory needs. Well, and it wasn't and I think a about all the Exactly that, too. And I think that the issue of control definitely is a big yeah. one. And especially for those uh, with the PDA, with the PDA profile, um, sorry, with the PDA profile with like ADHD or autism, you know, and that sense of autonomy and right over your body, you know, that sense of control that society tries to have over you can be um, a very frustrating thing, especially when you already have problems with something that can create a crisis of anxiety or aggression when it's something you already don't want to do and now you're being forced to. And and you just like it. Well, the more you're told you have to, the less mm-hmm. you want to. Yeah, but then even I've been having this thing lately where it's like, well, for me, you know, and even as somebody that sits under the PDA profile, um, it's like having to reclaim that right of okay, what well, when I need them, I need them, mm-hmm. and nobody can tell me that that isn't valid. And if you're going to, that's the same issue of control. Exactly. And it's about mutual respect. And I don't really think there's many people out there forcing people out of their shoes more than there are definitely people trying to force yeah. people out of their shoes. Yeah, well, and our whole goal as a group, as an organization, yeah, no. is not to force people out of shoes, just to explain the validity. Like, we, yeah. don't, we don't want force, we're, we're not going to force anybody out of their shoes 
and we don't appreciate being people trying to force us into them. Um, so yeah. it's just it's a respect mm. for your fellow human thing. It's, yeah. If I'm trying to think of the words here, friends, but it's like. It's about having mutual respect, though, for sure. And, and understanding that we are all different and have different needs for yeah. our different Respecting bodies. Respecting other and, people's individuality and identity. And, yeah, and what works for one may not work for the other. Like, it's not necessarily as good for the goose, good for the gander. Like, sometimes it's not that simple. It's, it's yeah. about, but it, it's, we have our own preferences. Have our and own everyone needs. that does it may have different reasons for doing it. You know, it's. A deeply personal experience experience that no one else has the right to tell you how to do it. Yeah. Um, like, I'm not even trying to tell people how to do it. All I do is give tips mm-hmm. and tricks on what may work mm-hmm. to help you along your journey. But yeah. I'm not going to tell you you're doing it wrong yeah. or you're doing it right even. Or, you know, you have to do it. You have to start <laughs> out as right. Right. I mean, yeah, we recommend starting slow, but that's just for your safety. But if you're listening to your body and you want to jump full force into it, by all means. But yeah. that's also, if there are re- negative repercussions, that's also on you. We're just yeah. trying to CYA over here. I honestly, personally, I can't really say I started slowly. I mean, I've been doing this forever. My parents have never been able to keep shoes on me. But and we grew up out in the country mm-hmm. too, so it was like there were we were always running around barefoot. And if we had yeah. to go somewhere in the city, my shoes got lost in the back of the car. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what they had a heck of a time. Yeah, but um, it, it, it's just everybody's version of life is different. Yeah, and we everyone should be allowed to experience their life how they feel and see fit. Yeah, experience life how you need to. As long as, again, you're not hurting anybody. Yeah, of course. Causing harm to others is never the fit way to do it, in my opinion. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, But it's about just understanding, again, that it's just... Respecting and living in your truth and allowing other people to live in their truth and respecting that. Exactly. Exactly. And... Knowing in your heart, too, that the way you are going about it is what's right for you. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, this time of year, is it getting colder and it being just wetter out? And oh, I do have a story that I was going to tell that, oh, my gosh. Okay. But I'll get into that, actually, um, in a little bit. But, you know, having to wear shoes more and finding shoes that are better suitable to my sensory needs and even with the way the, t- um, the ties on them, they can create pressure that I need for my, uh, like, compression. Compression. But even the compression, like, yeah, you know, like I get it. Um, for different reasons, um, the way that they are, you know, can, you know, can offer more support. I'm speaking um, of compression, I'm excited. I don't know how many friends out there know this that may or may not mm-hmm. have heart conditions. They were talking about wanting yeah. me to wear those stockings again okay. for the compression on my calves. Yeah. They have butt ones that are just sleeves. Really? Yeah. So 
if you don't want to wear a sock, you can just yes. Wow. It is just a sleeve and for I think compression. That's, that's awesome. I think it's awesome for people that have sensory issues I wearing socks. I was so yeah. excited to find that. Like, sorry, I was at no, the party. No, you're good. That's week. a great yeah. share for everybody listening. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just a sleeve that yeah. goes from ankle to calf. Wow. Or ankle to knee, I guess it would be. <laughs> ankle to calf is only like that, technically. But ankle to knee, and it's a compression sleeve for cardiac purposes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to cover your foot. You hmm. don't have I to. I might even want to look into those because I, I, I don't even have to explain it right now, but I have to, like, with compression for my own other reasons and stuff like that. And there's They're not that expensive. It's, like, $15. I didn't even know it's a thing. So sometimes even for me, like, I have issues wearing socks, but most of the times I have to wear socks. But in the summer, no. Like, socks are evil. You know, but in the fall and winter, you're rarely going to catch me without right, socks. Right, right, Like, that's just me. And so, like I, like you said, like, everyone living their truth. Everyone has different sensory needs. You know, if you have to wear socks for your sensory needs, you know, that doesn't take away from your barefoot experiencing. Exactly. You know, do whatever you have to do. You can wear shoes right now, but, like, having, you know, wear shoes are right you now for other reasons. You do what you got to do to survive and thrive. Yeah, do whatever you have to do to survive and thrive, but having to do it for other reasons. But also, here, actually, I'll get that thing. Sorry. Doing it for other reasons, I've been thinking more about my problems with shoes mm-hmm. and how shoes could be better and how even if you are an autistic ADHD person with sensory needs that does need to wear shoes in public, how much wearing shoes can even be a sensory problem because of they're not enough, you know? Right. And they don't accommodate. And I think that even a lot of people that do wear shoes and need to wear shoes, even they have problems with shoes, even though they still need to wear them. Mm-hmm. And even my mother was talking about that. So that was also in my mind. As somebody that, you know, wears shoes almost practically religiously, you know, yeah, even yeah, she'll she complain did. about her shoes. And she's very particular of her shoes. And she has her own sensory needs and stuff right. like that. And, um, and I think that that is a big issue where not e- even people who – need to wear shoes even have their problems with wearing shoes because they're not made for people's bodies and they are they are not made for people's needs and uh, and let's face it if you look at the price of getting a custom pair that's ridiculous yeah six hundred dollars for you got to be messed up to think everybody can pay for that yeah and but even with it being Christmas, it's just easier to go barefoot. Like, I've, you know, you know, people getting shoes for Christmas, talking about it more. And I don't want to talk too much about, you know, she's obviously, but it's just something I've been hearing more about. And it's, like, interesting, though, that, you know, all of the different needs and things that even people wear shoes or, like, you know, um, friends I have that, you know, barefoot part-time for medical reasons, but then also mm-hmm. for medical reasons need, you know, our support shoes sometimes. Right, right. You know, like, it's, you know, interesting to think about all the needs that go into it, that even people that wear them part-time, you know, or have to wear them right now for myself or other people or people wear them all the time, they still have their own issues and problems. Yeah. You know, and and so it's like I think that there is, and, and there's nowhere else to address this, that's why I'm addressing it here, is like I think there's a big issues with the way that shoes are made and manufactured that goes deeper than just, you know, I'm a barefooter, I don't want to wear shoes. Right. When even people that need to at times still have their problems with them. Yeah. Because yeah. even at the times when I have to wear them, I still have my reasons for why I don't want to. You know, my body, my physical body, I feel it more in my physical body lately, um, you know, and in having to stretch and be more mindful of taking care of my feet and massaging them and 
things like that. So even when you have to wear them, they're starting to get better by lotioning again. So they're like not as rough as they were yeah. last week even. Well, they're dirty. And, and nothing too guys Especially with it being very dry this time of year, whether or not you're wearing shoes or if you are full-time out there barefoot and going hardcore, proud of you, babe, proud of you for wherever you are in your journey, of course. Absolutely. But, you know, um, be sure to hydrate your feet. Yeah, you want to toughen them up, but even hydrating, like, the bottom of them with, like, you know, lotion, whatever, you know, that is going to help keep your skin from breaking more. Exactly. You know, your, your skin is going to be stronger. It's, your skin is more flexible. It's like and if you get a leather product, you can still condition it with, with, with um, different oils and things. You still want to condition your feet. Yeah, with moisture. And, cause that, and, 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 yeah, it's like you might think, oh, it'll make them, you know, softer, make them weaker, but it'll actually, you know, it keeps them. Because it keeps the skin healthier, mm-hmm. you know, and the skin needs that hydration and have that. I'm actually about to put some on right now. I put it yeah. on. I splattered it on, and then I slapped a pair of socks on for a few minutes while it absorbs so I don't yeah. get it everywhere. Well, and even, like, um, what I've been using lately, and I can tell, or I don't know uh-huh. if I can find it in my bag of tricks here. Maybe. Well, get a stick. Oh, tell me I brought it. I don't know. <laughs> it's the Eucerin, but it, it's the one that comes in a little tub. It might be the same as the tube, but oh, there it is right there on my but, head. Or not Eucerin, that was a lie. The Eucerin's a good one, too, especially if you have scars, but that's what I used for scars when I had surgery. Um, Aquaphor Healing Ointment Advanced Therapy for dry, cracked, and irritated skin. But um, this is what works really well for me currently. Um, yeah, you can no, also find stuff, find one yeah. different um, lotions and things that have what's called urea in them. Uh, it's a I forget exactly what it is, but that can help really really help with like repairing skin. Oh, um, yeah. I don't have that right now, but then I also have um, sometimes I'll slap this on. It's actually the same thing I use on my tattoos too, but it's uh, yeah, I need a new shoe that's almost empty. Of the acetophil moisturizing cream. Um, I like the cream instead of the lotion because it is thicker. Um, I got this one for the fragrance free because it's for my. I use it on my tattoos too when I'm when they're healing. Um, but this is actually works really great. I don't know. I don't think this one has urea in it. It does not. But it works. It's very very moisturizing though. For very dry, sensitive skin. Because is the same thing with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a lotion. They have those, like a thin, the lotion is a little bit thinner, Yeah. So that way, but I, but I have such dry skin and I have to like put like six layers on, like four to six, literally. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so definitely be hydrating, taking care of your feet, especially with the weather being drier. Mm-hmm. And even in the warmer months, um, believe me, I'm ready for the warm months so I can barefoot full time again, you know? Um, mm-hmm. because, oh gosh, but yeah, I do a lot of the cream on and then put the ointment on because it's just like, yeah, like a deep treat. Yeah, no, for sure. You were saying other dirty feet, like a deep treatment, moisturize them, put some socks on before you go to bed. I forgot to do that last night. Um, now. Yeah, so, you know, before you guys go to bed, like, even if you don't take a shower and, you know, that night, like, just. Because some people prefer put, morning shower. Yeah, or whatever you gotta do, you gotta do, you know, but like. You know, if it's not, you know, just like, you know, wash your feet, lotion them up real good, put some socks on, let them hydrate while you sleep if you can. If you can't wear socks while you sleep, totally valid too. Maybe do that and wear socks to help keep the moisture in so your feet can soak them up, you know. 
some other time if you don't know right. before that. You know, just try to, you know. Well, the reason I end up putting them on and doing it right before bed um, is, huh? I said, oh, because I was saying take, try to take that time to take care of yourself, and then my brain was like, because you deserve it, but I like. Well, time. yeah, because I deserve it, but also so I don't slip and fall on my butt when I get up in the middle of the night and have to go use the restroom because I'm, you know, aging, so that's a thing now. But see, I just put on super thick like that. Like, I know, no people listening can't see that. Maybe I'll do a little video tutorial one day after on how I do my feet. But any, that would actually probably be a good idea. What do you think? Yeah. But, like, so I do the lotion or do the cream, and then I do the ointment real, real thick, and then I put a sock on so I don't slip and fall on my butt. Because mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's what I do. I slip and fall. <laughs> Without help. But, you know, just taking care of them, find whatever products work for you. Because, you know, even like what I use might not be for every foot, you know, but I don't want to say everybody because we're just talking about feet. Yeah. (laughs) But um, get some lotion in there so it starts absorbing that. And then the ointment will further moisturize, but but also help keep in the lotion you just used. So. Because otherwise it could be completely absorbed by your sock, and then that's not doing any good because it would be all over the sock. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to have to wash my hands here a little bit because my feet are kind of disgusting. <laughs> not even going to lie. Well, you so, know, we were out barefoot and we were barefoot to get over yeah, it. Yeah, so it's a little, it's a little big old cute. <laughs> but even when I was on the even in the warm months, um, when I, you know, was barefooting more and going to, um, a, you know, quarry where there's a lot of rocks, mm-hmm. if, you know, my feet would bomb, my feet were too dry, you know, you can, it's more uncomfortable. You can feel, you can feel the skin almost mm-hmm. like pulling. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. It can, and for me, it was someone who has sensory issues and for anybody else with sensory issues, you can feel that a lot more intensely, you know, and, um, and it's very uncomfortable, you know, keeping them hydrated too. I feel like Honestly, they're less likely to be damaged. You're more likely to roughen them up too much in a bad way that rather yeah. than creating callus can, you know, create too much, you know, soreness and well, damage if they're and not hydrated. It sounds contradictory, but you can have too much of a good thing. You can have too much calluses to where you you dampen, well, dampen maybe. Your senses do what's around you, so then you're not, you're more likely to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Because you can't feel the world around. Yeah, because I mean, there are even times over the past. You're more likely to have glass cut through a dry callus than a moisturized callus. Yeah. I, when I was doing so, I was actually stepped on a bunch. This is going to sound really like made up, but it's not. It's just how I live my life because of who I am as a person. But anyway, so apparently I had filled a box of staples in my office and I don't always pick things up as soon as it happens, but I stepped on them. It was over the summer, and it was, like, no big deal, mm-hmm. right? But that's when I was do- still doing really well at my moisturizing, whatever. Well, apparently, I thought I picked them all up. And just about three, four weeks ago, somewhere in there, after I was not moisturizing as well, I stepped on them, and they cut into my callus mm-hmm. all the way down to the good skin of my, the, the live skin oh my of my gosh. feet. Like, there's a big, there's a gash in my foot from it. And it actually deep enough to start bleeding. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, I was like, um, okay. So that's kind of what got me motivated to get in the I mean, chair. I'm surprised. Yeah. I know. 
but that's what's got me motivated to start moisturizing better again is because it does it does create a it might be a softer callus but it's a tougher callus which sounds contradictory it, it truly does, does. i know how it sounds work. but i also know from experience yeah that this is true like your softer calluses can be your tougher calluses yeah that are less likely to become injured because they are properly cared for well and even with like skincare and stuff mm -hmm. you know healthier skin is more hydrated mm -hmm. but it's less likely to you know be become damaged damaged yeah that's mm -hmm. what i'm trying to say and like um yeah that's a good word for it because i was gonna say broken but yeah you know but like it works too though but you know, healthy skin is hydrated skin, mm -hmm. and it may seem counterintuitive because obviously you want to, you know, build up those calluses, build up that. And you think if it feels tougher when you touch it, that it makes it makes it stronger, but it makes it, I think, more brittle. Maybe would be a better word for it. Yeah. And more likely to become again become damaged. And and it even makes sense to me even thinking as somebody that has sensitive skin, like the way that my you know skin is. And, Looks like you know it, it does become you know yeah sorry I don't even know I don't have the words to even explain it right now um, but we can um, probably run a quick ad break as long as the ads work um, okay yeah we've been having issues with there's apparently issues with the website so I don't even know if anybody's able to hear us today or not I hope that everything we we hope that hope everything so. is you know, working um, but uh, blog talk radio um, that we uh, broadcast from is um, currently been having issues with their uh, live broadcast system. Um, well, we're going to run a quick ad break. This is Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle. Uh, you can check us out at barefootislegal.org um, and find us on Facebook at Barefoot is Legal as well. But we'll run a quick ad break, folks, and we'll be back with you um, shortly. Hello, everyone. I want to introduce you to our friends at Marty.com. At Marty, you can stock up on all your pantry items and other household items for way, way cheaper than traditional grocery stores. I like that most of the items are organic. Also, I really dig their one-set deal of the day. It changes every single day. I recently snagged a 10-ounce bag of dog treats for Chewbacca for a penny. Normally, they sell on their site for $7.99. With the upcoming fruit shortages, this is my favorite place to stock up on canned goods. If you live in the mountain or Pacific time zones, you need to get with Marty.com. M-A-R-T-I-E.com. Look for our link on our freedomizerradio.com website and get a $10 free just because I told you to go there. Marty.com. Great deals, good feels. Most people say they hate wearing shoes and would go barefoot if they knew they were allowed. People say it all the time on their social medias, but they are worried that someone will say something to them. So everyone wears the cheapest flip-flops with the least amount of fabric on them. Most people do not even know that it's completely 100% legal 
to go barefoot into a store. Most people think that driving barefoot is illegal, but it isn't. Driving barefoot actually is safer than wearing most shoes. Going outside barefoot for a walk is one of the healthiest things you could do, but most people are afraid someone will say so. Or they quote the myths and the rumors that their grandma told them years ago. The fact is, there are no laws against driving a car, going to a store, or eating in a restaurant barefoot. So don't give in to bad fashion, hurt heels, or a broken flip-flop. For more information, please check out barefootislegal.org or find us on your favorite social media. Maxstream Sports was founded to make the healthy even more healthy and to prevent disease. When one is sick, it makes life hard. Maxstream products are an excellent, great-tasting way for optimal health. During the pandemic, we found ingredients that were the most effective for fending off the virus. Maxstream Prevent contains vitamin C, D3, zinc, and quercetin. If zinc is present in the cells, viruses and bacteria will not be able to live. Quercetin is a zinc ionospore. It increases the effects of zinc in the cell. Quercetin has strong antiviral properties, and taking quercetin with zinc pushes the zinc into the center of cells where the zinc can stop viruses from reproducing. These products have very simple ingredients. Nothing that is not needed is added. Non-GMO, no sugar, no calories, made in the USA, sweetened with monk fruit, and only the highest quality ingredients are used. Get yours today. MaxStreamSports.com. MaxStreamSports.com. That is MaxStreamSports.com. Freaks, outsiders, weirdos, the wallflowers, oddball loser, fish out of water, speak up, talk quieter. We are different. There's no arguing. It's a fact. A patchwork of flaws, we grow and adapt. We're funky, unconventional, see life through kaleidoscope eyes. In a field full of clovers, with our four leaves, we bask in blue skies. Flaws are natural. Our imperfections, our weaknesses, our scars. There is a misfit in all of us. We just have to be brave enough to embrace who we are. Of all the grounding studies, the one that really got our attention is called Electric Grounding Improves Vagal Tone in Preterm Infants. In the study, 26 premature babies in an NICU were connected to grounding wires. The heart rates of the grounded infants stabilized. And their vagal tone, a critical measure of infant health, increased by 67% with grounding. The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided. What's up, folks? This is Audrey with Barefoot is Legal. We are back from our break. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization 
dedicated to promoting the rights, legality, and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle, as well as discuss tips and tricks and, and, and ways of going about the lifestyle of being barefoot. Um, we are we're here to help. We are not here to shame anyone for wearing shoes, but we are also here to stand up for those who choose not to. Um, you, especially in public, there are no laws or health codes in any of the states for barefoot against barefooting in public. We are. It is a protected right. Based, you know, it, 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 it. Many people use it for different reasons: mental health, physical health, spiritual well-being, um, religion, pra- cultural practices. There are many different reasons to go without shoes. And. We are here to just bring light to that, make make aware that fact, and to assist along their journey. Um, you cannot be questioned by a business as to what your particular reasoning for is because that violates HIPAA and your privacy. You have a right to your privacy regardless of where you are and what people seem to want to think about it. Um, you can find us at on barefootislegal.org. Um, is our website. We have other information on the website um, regarding, you know, the laws and business policies and things like that. Um, And that's one thing I want to bring about, talk about too, is, you know, as soon as a company tells you that it's their company policy to, um, against barefooting, they're telling you it's their company policy to break the law because it is illegal to have a policy against barefooting specifically. There you, it, is a, it, is a policy, it, is, it is illegal to have a law against a protected right. So as soon as they say that's their company policy, just ask them, I just ask them, you know, oh, so it's your company policy to break the law? You know, well, I want to give my money to somebody who's not the mafia. Thank you. <laughs> you know, so it's organized crime right there. Um Get Rico. <laughs> <laughs> Rico, okay. Uh, yeah, it's illegal for them to question you about your barefooting. Mm-hmm. It's illegal for them to have a policy against barefooting. You're exactly. not doing anything at all. Exactly. And you are well within your rights in to continue on about your business. So the whole no shirts, no shoes, no service signs were started in the 60s and 70s to discriminate against minorities and poor people. So though they were never the law. They were just accepted as a law, but they were never the actual law. So for anyone to say that it was or like they thought, you know, I didn't know those weren't the law anymore. I'm like they never were. They never were misinformed entirely. Exactly, exactly. It's it's you know the Mandela effect. It, enough people you you hear it enough, you accept it as truth. Yeah. You know, so it it's not. Words are failing me today, friends. I get it. Uh, yeah, it's it's not that you're doing anything wrong. Unfortunately, a lot of people are deeply misinformed. And there's been, you know, decades of deep propaganda against barefooting, oh honestly. Gosh, right? But it's rooted, yourself, and it's rooted in racism, classism, um, just religious intolerance, um, just so much other, you know, ignorance, like you said, Audrey. Like, it's yeah. just, 
And it's important to, you know, be aware of that and remember that you're not doing anything wrong and understanding the harmful system of propaganda that has led to this person having this belief that is entirely misinformed. Um, and unfortunately, most people don't realize they're misinformed. Right. You know, they genuinely believe this. And they get very defensive when you, you when you inform them of their misinformation. Because a lot of people feel as if you're attacking their intelligence and their identity. And I think, truthfully, it's not about necessarily anyone's intelligence. No. Because if you're a child. stupidity. Well, and also if you're a child and you're told something enough, and even from my own experiences, you know, when you're told something enough as a child, like, that becomes your reality. Even when you don't think so, there's still a part of you that thinks and operates under that. And unfortunately, a lot of people, they genuinely believe these things, not because they're stupid, but because the human brain is kind of like a computer. They've been trained and programmed to believe that this is true. Exactly. And unfortunately, it is not simple to reprogram that you know it's not you know it, it isn't it's not easy or simple to reprogram and most people have been trained to get defensive yeah and it's you not know. easy to re you know open minded or you know say things that help you know reprogram or you know um dismantle those um, misinformations within other people but at the same time with the way that schemas work in psychology the more that a person engages with and other people that challenge that belief system or other environments or, you know, topics around this schema, um, every time that it is challenged, even just through experience, the more that the schema in their mind through that experience starts to alter. And eventually they can't believe this false reality as much as they want to. You know, and obviously there's confirmation bias and, you know, there's all these other things that to justify people's ways of thinking that happen psychologically speaking, but the more that someone's schema is challenged, you know, and even and 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 and, and, and not aggressively, especially when it's challenged in a safe way, when you just show them that barefooting is safe, mm-hmm. or you calmly explain to them that barefooting is safe, the more likely that their mindset around it has to evolve whether they're ready for it or not. And then that's where people really get into a sticky situation because mentally their mind is already ready for it, but sometimes their emotions aren't because of that fear factor that was programmed into them. There's a lot of fear mongering Mm -hmm. around barefooting. There's a lot of fear there. And that fear, it has an emotional role. Mm -hmm. It even has a biochemical role and in creating anxiety and other, you know, trauma responses, reactions, whatnot. So, you know, when people have been made afraid of anything, and it is going to have a deep effect, it has an emotional effect. Yeah. There's a fear there. A lot of the time, physical effect. I have to realize a lot of times when people have been disrespectful, like within my family about, you know, my barefooting, other people's barefooting, it has come from, in their minds, a place of love, but it's rooted in fear. Right. And right. it's their fear for something happening to me or somebody else. Right. And it can be really hard to look at that. And remember that it's not your responsibility. Live your truth, but understand that this is not your responsibility mm. and that this is their own inner workings. But the more you challenge that, you know, you may, and I think it's where it gets really frustrating and hard to keep our patience. Mm-hmm. when dealing with discrimination and conflict with people, but we unfortunately have to try to because of the way that the world already perceives us or perceives anybody being discriminated against already, you know, 
you have to be mindful of these things and how things can spread out of control. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. But um, at the same time, um, the more we handle these things calmly and collectively for our own safety, um, the more that we're challenging, you know, people's schemas by showing them that this is not a scary thing. Right. And because unfortunately, when we come off too aggressive, people will latch on to see this fear is justified. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my, my crazy is justified yeah. in their own minds. And so I'm not saying don't stand up for yourself, because stand up for yourself. Your anger, your rage, it is totally valid. But find another way to channel that and feel it, you know, healthily and productively, because when dealing with conflict, it's not going to end well that way. And now, so I would say the best, the best tool you have is to still try to be kind, even when faced with conflict, is to still, you know, try to keep a cool head and to just show the confidence and kindness that you are capable of. And it's, it's hard to do. Don't get me wrong. There are times where I just want to blow up about it, and there are times where I have, and it's just not gone as well in the end. But if you can keep your cool about you during the times of conflict, you will get further than if you lose your, if you go back crap on somebody. Yeah. And this isn't to say don't stand up for yourself and give up for yourself because that you have to do Absolutely don't give up. I I never will. From experience, I think any of the times that I've had an outward more reaction when standing up for myself is because I didn't know who I was on the inside. It was because I was too busy defending myself. Right. Too busy, you know, protecting myself. Mm-hmm. because I didn't feel comfortable and confident with what I was doing on the inside. And so coming in that and understanding my own power, at least from my own personal experience, you know, for me, finding a sense of calmness that I know myself, but in that I'm stronger, but I'm more calm. But at the same time, if push comes to shove, you know, you're going to get a different side to me, right? Right, right, right? Of course, but when handling that conflict calmer, you make more progress. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, is people have this fear and, when you show them that what you're doing is safe or even that this conversation, like you communicate that you're a safe person, what you're doing is safe, they they're to be more receptive. They are. Because more likely to more likely to be And that's not about giving people power over you and it's not about manipulating other people, but it's about understanding yourself and understanding other people and how to have effective conversations. Right, right. Because yeah, I would love to scream and people be like, you have no right to tell me this or that, like, yeah. this is my right, but then I'm going to get the attention of more people in the store, and then all anybody's going to know is there's this crazy whatever you want to call me. Like, screaming about yeah. to be barefoot. That's yeah. all they see. And screaming about her right or what, and yeah. they may not even associate with barefooting. They'll just be some crazy barefoot person, mm-hmm. and then they'll be like, oh, it just associates bad with barefooting. Mm-hmm. Again, because mm-hmm. unfortunately, because of other people's perceptions yeah. and the kind of plague of society, you know, in their minds yeah. to misrepresent you. And so it's really sucky. It's about finding the balance of, and it's hard for me as an autistic person, maybe I'm having to learn it and like going through my own journey of learning how to play your social role persona yeah. while also maintaining your identity on the inside. And for me, I have found that through knowing who I am on the inside, having a calm exterior, of course, if push comes to shove, push comes to shove, 
but to play that social role, I also have to be calm. I can't just be screaming at me as they're screaming at me in a store. Yeah, because just make them look of like the social charades. Just make them look like the lunatic. And let them expose themselves. And honestly, that's helped me a lot in my life where I have allowed people to expose themselves. And I don't really care if other people perceive it as weakness. So a lot of times people will. When you know who you are and you know your strengths on the inside, that's what matters. Yeah. And so let them let them make themselves look crazy. They look but like still, point. stand up for yourselves. And you can do that by, I am not doing anything wrong. There are no laws or health codes in the United States against me barefooting in public spaces. It is illegal for there to be a store policy against barefooting. Mm-hmm. It, you discriminate against me as breaking the law. You know, you can still stand up for, your, for yourself, but, you know, with that information. And it's mm-hmm. hard because sometimes you have to put your emotions in a box, you know, and that can be easier said than done. But, you know, you have to sometimes focus on the facts and the data, especially when engaging with people socially, more so than your um, emotions, especially when you are in social um, situations like going to the store or a movie theater or whatever, you know. And so, but but then when you're with your friends or you're with loved ones or whatever, you know, then you can rant and go crazy Uh about being discriminated against and people's misjudgment and crap and rant and rave or do whatever you need to do to vet, you know. Um, But in that social setting, you got to, you got to put them in a box, unfortunately, um, a lot of the time. And I don't think that that's about... um, invalidating yourself but it's about knowing who you are and inside knowing you know what later my friends are going to hear about this knowing what the situation calls for yeah and that can be a really hard thing to juggle and it is unfair we shouldn't have to think about this right i get it we shouldn't it is unfair but yeah the world we live in is unfair and i but i would rather you know stay calm and have my identity than what conform you know really our alternative is to conform yeah, or get falsely arrested maybe if they think we're crazy enough, yeah. and then they realize maybe there's no problem. <laughs> you know, so it's it's about finding that balance, and I think that that is definitely a hard thing to achieve. It's hard when something that is so vital to your existence is questioned and challenged like that. And, um, you know, barefooting is something that helps me um, with my mental health on so many different levels. Um, it is an accommodation for my ADHD and my autism, but it also helps um, with just healing with a lot of trauma and, and when I'm in those spaces of, you know, mentally processing things, um, releasing a lot of that excessive electrical energy um, in my brain. And, I mean, there is science behind that. Um, and you can check out some stuff on our link tree. Um, it is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash barefoot is legal. Um, and so, you know, there is electrical energy in the body, but it also helps in just with my overstimulation, but it helps with emotional processing so much. And that overlap between mental, emotional health, um, it, it's something that really helps a lot with, you know, my spiritual health, even energetic, um, just 
I, and, I, and I wish I had, you know, better words of explaining it, but for me it's hard because I feel like the best, the best way to explain it would be me going on forever on all the different ways that it's helped me. Um, and I probably just end up oversharing a whole bunch. Um, but yeah, no, it's really been something that has helped my executive function processing my emotions. Um, also having a sense of control, even being able to exercise my right to barefoot as somebody, you know, who as a child with ADHD and autism that went undiagnosed had all these sensory issues and these problems around wearing shoes and was forced into them and was having meltdowns and um, that were not being recognized as meltdowns and just like tantrums or me just being an unreasonable child, you know, all these different things. And it really affected um, the way I even viewed myself because of the reactions I was having when taking my shoes off would have helped. Yeah, yeah. And it seems so ridiculous looking back. Um, and that's why, like, I do definitely believe in advocating for barefooting with children and finding ways of making it safe. Because obviously you do yeah. have to worry about the safety of children a lot more with barefooting. But finding ways to make it safe and barefooting should be safe. Most environments, unfortunately, should that aren't safe really should be safe, yeah, you know, and right. unfortunately in a lot of parks world. and schools aren't safe. And Unfortunately, we don't live in an ideal world. And we don't. And But I do, you know, think it's important for children to have safe time to be barefoot. I mean, not only is it important for their fine and gross motor skill development, but it is also very crucial for um, balance, um, balance coordination. Well, coordination goes into motor skills. But anyway, balance. Um, but it's also really just so important for mental health and emotional health to really connect with earth and physical health on so many levels. Um, and I think that it's just so important, um, you know, and one of the, uh, you know, children, I nanny, you know, barefooting is very crucial for her. And, um, and we, you know, we have to be more mindful when it's hot, you know, well, we still have to bring our shoes. If we're going to go into a parking lot, I can't carry you, unfortunately. And you can't handle the, you know, the black socks or the asphalt, whatever. So, you know, we got to bring them so you can at least put them on to walk over it or, you know what I mean? Pop Mm -hmm. them off as soon as you get in the grass or, you know, and she doesn't mind the mulch because she barefoot so much, you know, especially in the summer. Um, But at the same time with her sensory issues, she's also very specific about when she wants to wear shoes and good luck getting her to take them off. Yes. You know, so it's, and, um, and even for myself, I find with wearing shoes again, that I have a hard time transitioning Mm -hmm. and I can recognize that within her, but even in myself, Sometimes if I don't realize that point when I need to take them off, it can be bad with the interoception, the alexithemia, where I don't even realize because I leave them on sometimes because it's like I'm, I, I'm not fully transitioned mm-hmm. and it can freak me out. But then it freaks me out that they're still on mm-hmm. because of the sensory stuff that my, and it's, you got these two forces and you're like, what's going on, you know? So and I even have to, I have to be mindful with that with her, but even sometimes seeing things through her helps me remind things with me. And then it's, mm-hmm. you know, these things are a challenge, you know? But um, but I think sometimes, too, the issue with putting shoes on, even for children, can be a transitional problem, yeah. um, especially with ADHD and autism and anything um, else that might be causing them, you know, issues to transition um, from place to place and yeah. feeling comfortable leaving the house or they just don't want to wear them or whatever. The reason is I think it's really important for us to listen to children and communicate with them um, because, 
they are their own people. They may not be oh, fully right. developed, right. Um, but they are still their own their whole own people. They're yeah. Their own individuals. They are already a complete person. They're just not a fully yeah. developed person. Yeah. You know, and so we need to listen to them and respect them and treat them like people. Unfortunately, it's hard when you go out in public, you see a lot of people treating their kids like animals yeah. almost. And I'm like, oh, maybe you treat your animals better. Who knows? Like, and, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> really and it's you know listening to them their needs their experiences what they're feeling and understanding and honestly that's actually how ADHD and autism goes undiagnosed yeah. is it because of not listening and abuse and other things assuming you know everything when you don't exactly and you know and I and I know I talk about a lot about you know ADHD and autism and you know water and you know brings the radio a lot here ADHD a lot here as well on the radio show but that's because our barefooting experiences are so tied into our, um, our ADHD and you know, my autism and our, and it's just vice versa. Like there's just so many different experiences within autism and ADHD that, you know, go into barefooting and there's so many parts of barefooting and going out socially and then having, you know, this neurodivergent experiences that we do that, um, it's so just intertwined and it's so messy. And for me, my barefooting um, and whether or not I wear shoes um, and my autism and my ADHD, they're inseparable. Right. You know, just like with my chronic health issues and disabilities and things like that. Like it's, it's all one part of, yeah. a part of the whole. And it's a very complicated thing. And, um, but there are a lot of other people, you know, who a lot of people that I know that need barefooting, um, even if it's not full-time, but at certain occasions, you know, for their mental health and for their just well-being in general. Mm-hmm. Um, in my life, are people with ADHD and autism as well because those are the people I interact with, yes, but also, um, and even on, like, online spaces and things like that. But, like, but that I think it's also because of all the sensory issues tied into barefooting. I'm not saying all barefooters are autistic and ADHD, but there are a lot of them. I'm not saying there's all ADHD autistic people are barefooters, but there's a lot of them, you know? And so it's kind of like the Venn overlapping of Venn diagram, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little circle, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and even with a lot of the children that I've noticed in my life and through interactions that are the most resistant to wearing shoes, um, there are a lot of them, you know, that have had ADHD and autism. And... Um, and they're often labeled as being a problem, and they're having a they're having a deep problem right now. Yeah, you know, and you're not understanding what their problem is, and instead you're yelling at them, and and even when and that can become abusive, honestly, because even if you have no intention or don't realize what's going on, when your kid is you know going through that serious problem, and you don't know it, like that can be hard. You know, looking back at as as an adult, things that affected me differently than they would have affected a normal child because that wasn't me just throwing a fit or being a brat. That was me having a problem. Having a meltdown. Yeah, having a meltdown. But even the thing that I was freaking out about was creating a sensory problem for me that was deeply dysregulated. And I was deeply dysregulated. And I think that I'm I'm sure you can even look on that. Oh, yeah, I I do frequently. Well, even looking back on when I was hoping to take care of you when you were way younger, I'm like, oh, Nap, we should have seen this way before we did. <laughs> and, no, like, literally, it's just so funny because when I first told my mom after, like, two months, you know, because um, I had kind of was, like, waited like, about Like, oh, it. that checks. 
To check she's all like, the boxes. actually, that makes sense with everything. But then it she checks told all me. the boxes. And then she told me she thought I had rads as a kid. But I was like, oh my gosh. What's like, uh, I forget what it stands for, but a lot, there's a lot of behavioral issues, and there can be anti-social components with that. And uh, yeah, I, I don't. I'm gonna be honest. The tab's not fully loading on it right now, but I talked about it like, gosh, a couple years ago in one of my, or not one of my, but a couple of my psych classes. And yeah, so she just kind of. But that's the thing that she looked at it as um something completely different as some kind of behavioral disorder right um which is still a problem and still kids deserve help and resources um for their you know disorders but whatever they happen to be yeah but the fact that rather than looking at it as autism and adhd it was mislabeled as you know something else or or behavioral problems or this or that and um you know it's very frustrating um as you know an adult and I know that it's even frustrating for my mom as a parent to look back on and I think that it's really important for us for to be more aware of these and that's not saying that oh if your kid doesn't want to wear shoes they have ADHD or autism but you know what there could be a good chance and start listening and just start yeah. listening in general if you're not already if they're having a problem with something that seems so little to you there could be something there could be a physical health problem going on there could be or they it just it could be uncomfortable. There could be anxiety. There could be anything going on, really, and you just don't know it. They could be having a panic attack, and you don't, you know, it, or feel like they're going to have one. You know, like there's so many things that you know children are experiencing and don't yet have the language skills developed to communicate, and yeah. when they're not listened to and they're just shut down like that by you or by anyone, like that keeps them from being able to develop those language skills. It keeps them being able to work through that. And this isn't to shame anyone because I get it. A lot of people are taught to parents this way. But, you know, it is important to become aware and break these cycles. So, you know, just take that time to listen and understand. And, yeah, I get it. Sometimes there are just behavioral problems. But I think it's dangerous to assume that everything is a behavioral problem. And even if there is a serious problem that doesn't exist, use, um, you know, all rules and limitations. Right. There should still be, it's about balance. People seem to think there's no balance, and maybe it's because they don't have balance within themselves. I don't know. But balance is possible. It's not all or nothing. Yeah. Sorry, I'm doodling right now. No, you're good. Because even a lot of, and even... You know, I'm talking about, you know, ADHD, you know, I'm just being barefooting, uh, you know, friends that I have that, um, you know, don't barefoot, like, in public spaces and are really weird about um, wearing shoes more than I am. A lot of them still have those kinds and places, especially, like, in nature or, in, like, in the grass, whatever, where, you know, barefooting is so crucial for them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so even if you're somebody that's very particular about wearing um, shoes out in public and that's something that bothers you, even if it's, you know, OCD or something or any kind of phobia that causes you to feel uncomfortable wearing shoes out in public or in certain spaces, you know, you can, you know, hopefully I you know, can still find those spaces where you can take your shoes off because it is still very helpful and it can still be helpful to you. Yeah. Um, and and this isn't to again force people out of their shoes, but to explore their experiences in their world and explore it as a coping mechanism. 
and, and explore options. And also, if you're somebody that needs barefooting in certain places and you're for a certain time, but in other places you're very weird about it, possibly because it's you know it's your own experiences, disorders, trauma, anything like that. You know, um, that that's still valid if you're somebody that can't go out in public spaces barefoot but you need it in other environments and you still support barefooting and you still think it's important. Like your support still matters. Your experience still matters, you know? And I think that we, there should be a sense of solidarity across everyone of pro barefootedness or of just this, as we all have our own spectrum of existence and experience with barefooting and wearing shoes and just respecting all of that for each other. Because I, there, I'm sure there, there probably are people out there, but I'm sure there are, very few people that actually wear shoes 24-7. I don't think people sleep in them. Although yeah. there might be. That's what I'm saying. There might be people out there that sleep in them. I don't know. I don't know but everything. I, I know a lot. <laughs> but, like, um, you know, most people take their shoes off at some point, you know, and everyone has their own experience. I imagine at least that. in the shower. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. <sighs> I've been playing with henna lately, and it's a lot of fun. I've decided, it's helped me decide what the tattoos I'm finally going to get on the tops of my feet. I'm going to get a dandelion on one and a tree on the other. Really nice. It's going to be really fun. Have you uh, had your feet tattooed before? Nope. I hear it. It's like the dickens, though. That's what I've heard from everyone that's ever got their I hear it's one of the most painful spots. Well, you have the most bones in your feet than any other part of your body. Nerves and tendons. Yeah, there's so many nerves and tendons. Because there's so much going on in general. And so, yeah, that'll be a fun experience to share. It may not be fun, you know, the campaign of that doing, but that'll be a fun experience to share with everyone. Um, I wonder if it's legal when you get it, whenever you get it done, um, how it went for anybody else that's interested in tattooing. I'm going to focus on getting finishing my back piece first, though, because it's taken so long already. I want to get it done. But, uh, um, but yeah, that will be one of my future. Te- I've been I've been using the henna to put uh, a dandelion on my one foot and a tree. Although the what tree I did, it looks more like I traced my veins. Oh yeah. I didn't, but it just looks like a tree of veins. I'm like, no, eh, that's not how that's gonna look when I'm done. I can tell you that, but <laughs> don't ask me what the heck I'm doing right now. Just doodling. And yeah, it's it's quite relaxing and stress relief. Sorry, I don't mean to be distracting. No, you're good. Um, but just remember, folks, there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in public spaces. That is your right, and it's your right to exercise that. And you have your right to privacy. Mm-hmm. Your, you know, your religious, cultural, um, medical, whether that's mental health or physical health, um, you know, those things are, um, and even emotional those health. Those are yours. Like those are your protected rights under HIPAA. Like those, you don't have to. You don't have any yeah. Hell, you don't even have to, okay, listen, you know, I recommend you do, but you don't even have to tell your doctor everything. I recommend you do because they can't help you if you don't tell them everything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, there's even certain things, like, you don't have to share there. So why would you have to share with some random stranger in the grocery store? Yeah. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> but at the same time, like, they are breaking the law by asking and invading your privacy. Now, it's one thing if they, like, ask you and then you infor- then inform them, I do not have to tell you these things through the HIPAA. And then if, then if they keep trying to, like, 
you asking me a second time knowing what the law is, now you are breaking the law. Yeah. You are in violation of my rights. Exactly. All you need to know is there are no laws, there are no health codes, there are, it is illegal to have a policy against it, and I am well within my rights. That's it. Yeah. Like, you don't have to tell them. Like, I don't have to tell them, oh, well, I have fibromyalgia and I have, you know, abnormal knee tendons and I have ADHD and depression, anxiety, and all this. I don't have to tell them all that. I share it on here. It's an accommodation for my health. I share it on here to help you understand that you're not alone. Yeah, exactly. But I don't have to go, like, when I go into a store, I don't have to tell them, check, at least squat food. Exactly. Um, and most of the time, I, I usually don't even bring up that as an accommodation, but I, you know, focus on the right because mm-hmm. that's the thing that people are so misinformed and I, of. Yeah. You know, but there are times where I've been, like, where I'm just, like, I can't even get into the right that much, where I'm just, like, there are no laws out against it. This is an accommodation for, you know, my health issues, or, you know, or this is an accommodation for my disability. Like, leave me alone. Yeah, you know, back off, buddy. Like, it can be hard, definitely, when dealing with that because it can be triggering. And I think, it, you know, if you've had really bad experiences or maybe even traumatic with people, you know, with verbal assault or anything like that, like, yeah, yeah. ridiculous, you know, when you're questioned about it, you know, it can bring back those experiences and it can be anxiety-inducing um, and aggressive-inducing even because, you know, aggression can show up with, you know, anxiety, um, and it's commonly how anxiety is misinterpreted and um, and misdiagnosed even. And so, um, you know, it can bring a lot of that back. So, you know, try to focus on the grounding of your barefootingness and, you know, remind yourself that you're not breaking the law and because you're not. You're not doing anything morally or legally wrong and just, you know, state the facts and focus on that, but remember that your emotions and your feelings are valid, and those past, any past traumas that you may have, you know, regarding barefooting um, are valid, you know, if that's something for you, and, you know, it's completely valid to have this anger. Um, It's completely valid to barefoot. It's completely valid to do what you need to do for your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, um, whatever cultural, religious reasons, you know, you have, um, those are totally valid and it's important for your own identity to exercise those. You have that right. Yes. And you have the right to stand up for yourself. Yes. And you have the right to privacy. Yes. So much yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. You got to fight for your right. That was fun, actually. That was a lot. We killed that. Anyway. Hell yeah. But, guys, just keep living your best barefoot lifestyle as best as you can and what's right for you and your experience. I understand right now it's really cold, and I know um, different places, you know, have been having different, you know, erratic, all over the place weather. Like, I know some people in the south, you know, are dealing with, be going back and forth from 70 to 35 degrees. Oh, Lord. Like, the weather has been crazy, like, you know. It's just been a very mild, mild Christmas. We did not get a white Christmas. The weather, a lot of the weather patterns we're having are irregular and a lot more drastic. And But then also some places are getting very drastic amounts of snow. 
And so, you know, it, it's definitely a very weird time of year with barefooting. It's actually kind of an annoying time of year for me, though. I'm, I'll be real because it's not, like, fully warm or dry enough for the full barefooting that I want. But then it's not really enough for me to even actually fully justify wearing shoes to myself sometimes. <laughs> like right. When I, even when I do end up having to do it. Well, the other day I was barefooting, but I was wearing socks. And I've always, and it's, and it's really no surprise to me that I end up being a barefooter. I feel like the signs would ever be. I was always very particular about socks because I'm very, and, and also the autism shouldn't have been a surprise. I was very particular about, you know, like the, just the way they fit in my shoes the way they fit you fit oh my god i have to have super tight on my feet or you know like compression or you know like just or just certain lengths like being Mm. very particular and also the way i was very particular about clothes like this is sensory issues y'all you just miss i'm not a diva okay like because honestly the thing i fixate more is on the feel of it rather than the look yeah and but, like, even still, I'm very particular about socks and, like, you know, I have to wear them for sensory reasons and stuff. And, um, and anyway, and I, oh, gosh. Well, and here's the thing. That was so like, Well, and I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, okay, trying to, like, explain, because, like, those, I was wearing, and it was a warmer day, though. So I was, it was, like, in the 50s, I think. So I was wearing shorts and I, you know, long sleeve shirt my jacket, but, I'd worn these long socks, so I had to keep, you know, my legs still warm enough, and, you know, so it wasn't even just about my feet, but I still, it was like one of those days, I'm like, oh, I don't have a lot clean, and like, I'm, you know, I'm just going to wear shorts, you know, too, and be able to wear socks, and not have so I was like, whatever, it'll be fine, it's 50 degrees out, sure, the ground will be dry, it's not dry. No, you know, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So I walk out. I'm already, like, I need to leave. I'm already, you know, right behind. I forget what I was doing. I had already gotten everything out of the car, you know, locked the door, and I walk straight into the grass. And, of course, this is the area where I even think about it. It creates a puddle. Oh, God. So so even though it's, like, you know, like 50-some degrees outside, I walk in a massive puddle of water. Everything else is dry. And I start it out because I just kind of had my little little autistic little kind of like moment where I was like "Ah!" and I was just like oh my gosh my socks are wet and I I, I was loud and I felt bad but it was just oh my gosh I was like no but at that point and at that point I was like I gotta get going and I was like I'm not gonna go back and change and then I'm gonna change in my whole outfit because it's been three stuff because now that my socks that were like well, it's my knees have changed. I'm like, now the whole sensory feel of the whole outfit's mm-hmm. going to change because, and then, yeah. I, and then I, think, hold on, I was like, just leave, just leave. We're just going to put the heat on, dry the socks. It'll be fine. It did work, by the way. But, oh, my God, it was so, I mean, it was just one of those, like, sensory nope. angries. We're not yeah. really angry, but it's like, no, it's not so like, You're so grossed out and frustrated. that's, like, one of my frustrating things where, like, having to put them on for me is, like, it's one of these weird socks. Is like, sometimes I'll have to slip them on because I'm, like, I can't do full barefoot. But then having to slip on so I'm getting wet if I'm, you know, like, walking over the grass or something. I didn't think about it as I did it all, dude. Because mm. I had thought, oh, I'll bring these shoes in case, like, it rains or it's wet. So I even had them in my hands. <laughs> And I, but I didn't want to put them on to leave. And I was like, I should have walked out of the sidewalk. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that's the thing is, like, 
wet socks is the worst thing, but I love barefooting in socks because it's like, I don't, I don't want to do shoes. Like, clearly, that day I did. I was like, I don't actually want to put shoes on. But I was like, I also hate wet socks, and the wet socks won, apparently. So, you know, and oh, but it, so it was a funny moment. But at the same time, I did regret. At the moment, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. But not funny at no, the time. I still not, but then at the same time, like you know, it was I, I, it was fine. I was, <laughs> and she lived. I know, right? <laughs> I thought I wouldn't, but I did. She thought it was the end, but it was truly just the beginning. Literally. <laughs> Literally, folks. This is time. Oh wow. We're down to six minutes. Yeah. Okay, but you know, and and I think that's the hard thing about like this time of year, and also the weird weather we've been having, where it's not even like. It's fully winter. We're here, anyways, in the Midwest, and even a lot of places where it's like, um, it's not the same thing as putting shoes on, because like you know, like because you absolutely need to, because your feet will fall off, you know. And but it's not like full perfect barefooting weather, you know. And for anybody with sensory issues that's stuck in these weird in betweens and is constantly changing every day, or Seems like every hour of the day, valid. Dude, oh, I was got no bed. Hell yeah. But like, I have had to constantly just be aware throughout the day, you know. And then sometimes I'll forget I have them on, and I'll be like, "Why am I irritated?" I'm like, "Oh, okay, we can take them off now, and this is a good time to take them off." And like, so it can be hard to just be aware of those things, especially for anybody else out there with ADHD and autism. But Know that all your frustrations are valid. Just live in your ebb and flow. All that frustration, if you're having it, is really valid. But just live in your ebb and flow of barefooting as, you know, and not barefooting as you're able to and what you're capable of. And for everyone who's been making milestones or has, you know, been able to barefoot longer and more because of this weather. And I feel like, honestly, even I have because it's not super, super cold, you know, like, as much as I'm talking about, you know, having to wear shoes more, the more reason I'm talking about so much more, it's such an annoying, weird new thing, <laughs> you know, it came up. yeah, and so it's been on my mind a lot lately, because I'm having to think about it lately more than ever, but, like, for everyone making those milestones, and, you know, getting out there and being able to barefoot more, it's awesome, proud of you, um, for all your milestones, and um, for living your truth and just doing what's best for you. Keep listening to your body. But, of course, you know, this is a reminder with all this weird weather at this time of year, just be more mindful of the weather. Be more mindful of your body. Pay attention the best you can. And um, even if you're somebody that struggles with interoception and knowing and being able to feel it safe, because there are is the spectrum of it, you know, so some people can have it very intensely where they may not feel things. Or if you're somebody that has nerve issues or anything they may causing you to not realize that something be dangerous, just pay attention to the weather and the temperature, you know? And um, I, I know that may not be entirely helpful, but if you have some condition that's causing interference with listening to your body in a more extreme way, you know, just pay attention to the weather temperature, you know, and just do what you can to protect yourself. Um, because I know this is probably a tricky time for people that aren't yeah. always aware of things. So sometimes I haven't been aware of things where there are a couple of times where I've even overdone it with the barefootedness. Yeah. I just haven't talked about those as much 
because, you know, I do always want to talk about it in a more positive way, but also just hasn't come up in my brain. But, like, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was, you know, I had times where I was, like, overdoing it. I was like, my feet are cold, my feet are cold, my feet are way too cold. Well, we committed to this process and didn't bring shoes, so let's keep going. Finish. Gotta finish. Gotta, 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 gotta get out of here somehow. My feet are the only way. So, you know, um, especially when we have not perfected walking on my hands. You know, especially with hiking and you don't realize when the mud and colder, especially lower altitudes, to just be aware of those things and, you know, even just look and pay attention to your feet. If they're looking too red, too purple or something, you know, be mindful of that, you know, if you're, if it's the weather's cold is what I'm saying. Too red or too purple, like your toes. Yeah, like your toes. Oh, I had no, I was thinking number two, like if you had two reds and two purples. And I was lost. Oh, that's why I was no. Like, you're good. No, you're what are good. We what, what, no, what? but I mean, like with now, the, like with it. the temperature. Yes. Yes. So if you're, yeah, no, no. So if you're, second warning. Just pay attention, folks. We're rambly today, scatterbrained as always. If maybe more, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But remember, show. I hope the listeners, if we have any, feel the same way, but. <laughs> but take care, guys. Be kind. Help when you can. Don't be a jerk. Keep living your best barefoot lifestyle. Remember that there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in the United States and public spaces. There are no laws against driving barefoot either. You are not doing anything wrong. So keep living in your truth. Uh, listen to your body. Pay attention to your body and your surroundings. Um, be aware of the temperature and the weather. You speak know, prepare as you need to. Yes, speak up for yourself. Advocate for yourself. Um, but remember, try to handle things as level-headedly as you can for yourself, not to cave in to anybody, but for yourself. Right. You, um, you're doing great, and we're proud of you for living your truth the best that you can, listening to your body the best you can. Um, Barefoot Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle. You can check us out at barefootislegal.org and on Facebook at Barefoot is Legal at the private group and the public page. And you can find us on other social medias. Um, if you want to check out the link tree, it is L-I-N-K-T-R-E slash Barefoot is Legal. So it'll be great information over there. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. <clears throat> Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.